0: This is Mask off. I am Tia Fagan. And I'm Kim Gross. Who are you behind the masks you wear? We are here to have real conversations about how to live a more empowered and authentic life. So join us. Remove
1: your masks. Live your life. Hello everyone, it's time for another episode of Masks Off and so I am Tia and I'm Kim and we are going to take off our masks again as we try to do in each episode and get vulnerable and talk about responsibility. So we'll lead off with our quote. Um, We don't know who wrote it, but we really like this quote. Taking responsibility for things and truly owning them helps us get stronger And when we talk about taking responsibility, I think a lot of people think they take responsibility, but they're really not. Like they say, oh, yeah, I had a play in that or, you know, but then they turn it right back to the other person. But you made me or go into victim mode. But when we actually take that step back and really go, oh, yeah, I actually caused harm to that person or harm to myself. And I need to take responsibility and my words, my actions, my tone, my energy, because it's really, really hard. We've been taught and grown up not to take responsibility through growing up, not to take responsibility because many of us were raised by parents who didn't take responsibility or ownership for their part in the parent-child dynamic You went to school and, you know, it was all authoritarian. The teacher was right, right? You you did this. Oh, you get in trouble if you speak up for yourself instead of like recognizing, wait, what's going on in this schooling with the teacher not taking responsibility? So we learn to internalize and not take responsibility because that's surviving in the world that we live in. Right, it's always someone else's fault. Always, end quote. Um, you know, but typically it seems as though we live in a world where there's a lot of blaming the other, not taking responsibility. And not to say that, you know, this isn't global in that there aren't you know systemic issues that need to be resolved that push people down and not allow them. We're not talking about pull yourself up by your bootstraps, go get a job. You know, when jobs are not paying well you can't work your way out of that if you're getting paid minimum wage and raising a family of four, you know? So we're talking about per really in this episode, Kim and I want to talk about relationships. How are you showing up in your relationships and taking responsibility is more of where we're headed today and taking off our masks, if that makes sense. Because when we start to look at cultural and systemic and worldwide stuff, it, it gets a little muddier. <laughs> um, so personal responsibility, 100% responsibility in our relationships. So Kim, how is that showing up for you?
0: <laughs> oh, can I just first start by saying taking personal responsibility is so hard. Oh my God, it's so hard, right? It is. And I just want to first say though, and point out that when I take personal responsibility for my part, that doesn't mean that the other involved didn't have a part as well. Great point. Right. Right. My job is not to point out and blame them and tell them to take responsibility for their part. I can't control that. Right. If they can see it and they choose to own it. Great. That's just going to make the repair of the relationship that much better. But if the other person, and I know uh, many of these people, if (laughs) the other person is unwilling Mm -hmm. to see his or her part, and that person stays in denial, then it's going to be harder to connect and to repair. Right. But what I'm talking about is and my grandmother used to say all the time, it takes two to tango, right? Yeah. It takes two to tango. So that's like saying co creation. That's just the way of saying it. Yeah. We co create this. But what we're focusing on, and I'm taking my mask off right now, and I'm owning, I am willing to own what happened in a situation conversation with my young adult daughter who I, talk about a lot on the episodes because she's my greatest teacher. Both of my kids are, I am learning so much from my kids because I am willing. I am willing to look at my part in it. Right. You know, when there's conflict, when we're rubbing up against each other, when I'm feeling activated, I want to learn. I want to know what is this about me? Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) it's, Freaking <laughs> uncomfortable so let me just say the backdrop of the story is the story that I've been sharing all along is that so she's moving into a new apartment she's in Boston going to school her school doesn't have on-campus housing for juniors and seniors so she's living right in the city The city of Boston is super expensive, whatever we, my husband and I wanted to have her in a apartment building that's in a safer place. That's it. And it ends up being a little nicer. So whatever. So there's some financial investment involved in getting her this apartment. And um, there's been a lot of back and forth on like what she she's wanting to spend a lot of money on getting all new furniture and she wants to get all new things because she's currently in an apartment so she wants to throw out a whole bunch of stuff and she wants to get all new stuff and you know just just her just spending in general her, and it's her own money so let me let me clarify that these arguments that her father and I have been having with her about money is about her own money Like, you know, she's not saying, give me more, give me more. She's just spending more of her own money. However, she, you know, she has a job and she is not wanting to continue to work or it's hard to work while she's in school. And so I know that I am going into anxious nervous and I'm wanting to protect her from struggling and suffering in the future. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your story with the cupboards and your girls, oh, that yeah. if they don't learn how to shut the cupboard doors, they're going to never be able to live with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live with them because they don't know how
1: to shut the cupboard doors.
0: It's kind of like, you know, yeah, okay, we know, so far ahead in the future. I so like- far ahead in the future. And, but yet, you know, I'm the way that I was coming across in the conversation and and, and she used the word. So we had this conversation the other night and she's like coming at me in an attacking way because she, she her own sense of uh, autonomy was being Mm -hmm. compromised by my husband and I, because we kept telling her what kind of couch she should get and how much she should spend even though it's her money and you don't want to spend that much and just do this and just do that. And you should do this and do that. And you know, don't keep this job because you have to take an Uber, go and get this job. It'll be closer and you won't have to spend the money and we're going on and on and on back and forth. Like just, you know, pummeling her, pummeling her bombard bombarding her with what she should do, should do to make what your she life
1: easier. <laughs>
0: So this is what she's saying to me in this conversation. I'm already activated, right? Because she's in in an attack mode. I'm activated. And she's saying, mom, you know, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm almost 20 years old. I'm not doing it perfectly. I need to learn. I need to figure this out on my own. And it's not my job to make you feel comfortable. It's not my job to do what you want me to do so that you don't have to feel anxious and nervous. And she said, you know, I'm trying to just live in the moment and figure this out. And I'm only gonna figure it out on my own. And it's as if you're acting like it's your apartment that you're moving <laughs> into the apartment. <laughs> and, you know, so she's she's saying all this. And then she said, in order for you to be okay if you have to set boundaries with me set boundaries with me tell me that if you don't want to hear me complain when I'm exhausted from having to work because I'm having to support my spending then tell me you don't want to hear it she, so she's saying this right out of the mouth of babes like okay. where did she get all these ideas from hmm. of course us our podcasts. <laughs> So I want to say to our audience and our listeners that this is a prime example of because we know something right cognitively or intellectually doesn't mean that it's super easy to implement it all the time. Because I know what she's saying is truth. I know all that we talk about it all the time, but to actually live it, it's a challenge. So and especially in the moment. So she's saying all this right. And my gut is twisting inside it's twisting because I know what she's saying is so right and I don't want to own it. I want to come and I did for a while and I kept coming back with yes but yes but mm. I hear you I hear you but right and I wanted right. where's your partner you own something don't make it all me <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I mean it's funny
1: now but in right. the moment
0: I was really twisted up inside because mm. I didn't want to I didn't want to own it. Yeah you know, you and, were
1: it, and such again, a fear place, anxious oh, space. I was so, so anxious. By I was
0: that. so hijacked, and I think that that's what's so important. And it so, okay, so I can have the wisdom, I can have the intellectual wherewithal to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But what you just said, it's such a good point. We still can get hijacked, mm-hmm. but because I've been doing this for so long, there was a part of me that was watching. Yeah. You know, my wisdom self, my higher self was watching this. It was a little like in the background because I was hijacked and that was more in the foreground. But in the background, there was this part of me and that's the adult self. That's the wisdom self. That's the part of me that finally said that that was able to say, "Okay, I hear you, Ange. I hear you. I get it. And I was able to stop and I was and it prevented me from causing more damage. It was like damage control, that part. And that part only gets to be that way by practicing, right? Over time. Like you have to build that muscle. I mean, if I hadn't been doing all this for years, right? I wouldn't be able to sit there and say, I see my part in this and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I've caused you this pain. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, what she was saying to me is, you're making me feel like I can't do this. You're making me feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. And that there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You, don't of me. It. you don't trust
1: me. You don't trust me to be able to
0: figure this out. Right. And that's harmful, right? I mean, we know that. I've been on the receiving. And that's not to beat myself up. Just it's just, just it. Yeah. Just witnessing. It is what it is. That's what happened. That is how she felt. But then, like I said, I was, because the watcher was there, mm-hmm. the witnesser was there. I was able to sit, just like I said, stop and say, okay, mm-hmm. I own my part. I stop. I won't fight your right in that, and from that part of it, that piece of it, that is what I'm doing to you. That is what's happening. My patterns are showing up.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: my anxious nervous is showing up because I am in the future and I truthfully have I'm not present I have really absolutely no idea what's going to happen either one she could turn around tomorrow and spend every last cent of her savings on a bunch of designer shoes (laughs) and then right and then you know that prediction that I make will come true or she could go the other direction mm-hmm. and, and just like all of a sudden, boom, you know what? Right. Let me make some decisions about saving my money.
1: Or yeah. it might still be a back and forth, back and or forth. Or in place somewhere in the middle and like. Somewhere in the middle. Save, overspend, save, you know. But she can right. only learn those lessons as we know. And this is what's so hard for parents. They can only learn them through their own experiences. Right. They can take our advice they can take that you know but the truth is we have to have an experience to really understand the wisdom right because we talk about this you can read all the books you can read all the wisdom but until you implement and put it into practice it's just in your head and you can know it inside out backwards upside down from every angle but if you're not knowing the practice, the action steps, being the witnesser, that experience alone is so incredibly powerful. I always think of it, you know, so if I'm in that conversation, like you're experiencing about whatever with one of my daughters and I'm say something or whatever, but it's always this moment. I, I think of it as like, I have my little angel and my little devil on my shoulder yes, and my witnesser is the angel just because not from a good versus bad, but from a, hey, you know, tap in, tap in, you know. And so it's always like talking to me, like, you need to take a breath. You need to stop. You see what you're doing. You see Mm -hmm. what you're saying is not helpful. And then there's the other devil part of me, which it's not really a devil, but it's just an easy way to describe it of like my inner child or my ego is like, no, you got to keep fighting. You got to keep fighting. Or, but what if that anxious self? But then eventually with practice, that wise witnesser eventually had experience because of the practice like you had, it's like, hey, listen, pause, come to the present moment, take responsibility. You're right. I am coming from a place of worry, a place of fear, a place of control because I don't want you to suffer and I don't want me to suffer watching you suffer because I know you could have done it differently. But the reality is, if we can just meet each other, take that responsibility. I'm sorry for what I said. I, that's me coming from my wounded self. It really has nothing do to has has nothing to do with you. You're just shining a light on a part of me that needs some attention because. So if I do have you actually action? <laughs> do you actually say that to your girls when you in so many words? I mean, I, I I've shared with you before. You know, whenever I say something that I regret for better sense of a word 99% of the time, my kids call me out on it in the moment. They're like, you're going to come back and apologize for that. Mom, you, you are going to regret what you just said because you're not, you don't mean what you say. And I know that. So they usually call me out before I call myself out or I'm already doing it in the background. Like you said, as a witnesser, but I just can't help myself. I get hijacked. (laughs) Um, And so when I do come back and repair, I often say that was, that was mine. You know, that was because I was not thinking about you. I was thinking about myself and my worries. So yeah, I I mean, does that language come out the same every time? No, but they've also heard me repair so many times. I think now it's almost comical for them at this point. Maybe I'm just, I'm projecting probably, but you know, they call me out in the moment 99% of the time. So when I do come back and retire, they're like, yeah, whatever, mom. You know, like they already know, (laughs) they know me, they know my history of what triggers me. They know when I say certain things that it's not me in my truest adult self. It's me from inner child or ego or whatever part within me is not speaking my actual truth speaking so do
0: have you noticed over time where now maybe your girls do that with you when they when they own something do they come around and do a repair
1: they do not always Yeah, I don't think it's often but I also think that's part of their own process and and the thing that I've noticed with myself in a growth pattern is I used to expect like hey you gotta like what you were saying earlier like you gotta own your part too like hello You owe me an apology as well. And the minute I let that go, because that only just created more disconnection and more me co-creating coming from a place of like thinking that I know better or whatever. Like, hey, I took my part. Now it's your turn to take your, your responsibility. And the minute I let that go, if they come back and repair and apologize. And I don't say apology and like just a mindless apology and a heartfelt apologies you know like a true taking ownership for someone's part because those are really the only ones that actually have um but once I let that go when they do come back I know it's coming from a place of self-reflection and then that is like oh yeah that foundation's in there you know but I can't get attached to that because when I do then I'm no longer in the present I'm expecting them to be something they may not be in that moment. And that's okay. So that was a long answer to your question.
0: Yeah. So I think just to kind of bring it all together, that what we're saying that taking personal responsibility is super, super hard. Mm -hmm. No one wants to own their SHIT and you know what I mean? And yet if we want to have the best chance or outcome for having healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, it's so necessary. It's so necessary to take personal responsibility.
1: Yes. And I would even add like for my personal self, that is now, I wouldn't say it's one of my core values. It falls under an umbrella of that. It is for me to have a true, authentic, real connection with someone, whether it's In any type of relationship, that is kind of one of my top three requirements. Like, hey, if you're going to be one of my people, and I don't say that in like a controlling. No, I know what you mean. Take You being able to take responsibility is key for me to have you as one of my peeps in my tribe. Because otherwise... If you're just gonna blame me for everything that's wrong if we have a a TIF, I that's you're you can still I can still be in a relationship with you, but I can't open my heart in the same way. Does that make sense?
0: A hundred percent. I totally understand <laughs> it's like, that one for sure. Okay. Yes. Yes, okay.
1: So do you feel complete? I feel complete, definitely. An important okay. conversation. And I think I could talk about responsibility for hours,
0: honestly. I know. Same. So do I. Well, and that's why this is one of the letters of our I am whole process. So yes. this is W for willing, willing to take hundred percent responsibility for our part. So okay. we do hope that you enjoyed this episode. There was a lot of laughing
1: yeah. in it.
0: and I think it's important to try to make light of some very heavy conversations heavy material and it's easier to do obviously when you're on the back end of it so um, i'm glad we were able to have a good laugh today and hope that all of you enjoyed this episode and as always if you enjoyed what you heard we would love to have a like or thumbs up subscribe and we will see you next time on masks off thanks so much take care bye
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Masks Off. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe
0: and share with friends and family. Check out the show notes for how to contact us.
1: Remove your masks. Live your life. See you next time on Masks Off.